And this week we're talking about um, the identity that comes from our family and how that fits in. So that's a little bit about life training. The second half of the summer is more practical aspects of um, how, how the gospel applies to everyday life um, in how we think about money, how we think about our time, how we think about um, things like that. So that's what life training is. Um, my name's Nermal. This is my wife, Anne. Uh, we had a wedding picture last week, but for the parents, we got another one. Six months and one week ago. It was snowing the day we got married. We, well, I was praying for snow. I, I didn't really want a winter wedding, but I was like, if it's snowing, then it'll be fine. And it was like a snow globe. It's like yeah, it's perfect. Um, cool. Well, um, we're going to talk a little bit about family, and we just wanted to, I don't know, raise your hand if you're a parent in the room. Are there, uh, well, not you, Larry. Uh, if you're a parent of a child who's participating in the project, raise your hand. Okay, so there's a couple parents. Well, we just wanted to welcome you guys. We're really glad that you're here. Um, I know we had a parent social yesterday, but um, we just wanted to say that we're really thankful for you guys and thankful that you're letting your kids um, be down here with us this summer. It's really fun to have them here. Um, and so we're actually having a talk on, on family today. We normally just said that. But we actually didn't plan that. We didn't plan that the time that the families would be here would be a talk on family. It, we just looked at the schedule and realized, oh, that's, that's going to happen. So this is kind of a time to just reflect on why God made families and just to kind of process um, what your family's been like. And so we just wanted to invite you guys into that. So there'll be some questions at the end um, and a little bit of time to journal. So if, if your parents in the room or maybe grandparents um, we just wanted to invite you into that. You are welcome to join us in just thinking about this topic. And then we also just wanted to say, um, when, when we think about the idea that this is Parents Weekend and Father's Day, um, we just are aware that there are probably students in this room where this is a pretty hard day. Um, either you have a harder relationship with your parents and they would never dream of coming down for Parents Weekend, or Father's Day just brings up a lot of pain and just reminds you of an absence that you have in your life. And so we just wanted to let you know that we care about you a lot and um, we'd love to talk about it with you guys. And we just, we're, we're sorry. We're sorry that there's days like today that remind you of what you don't have. And so we really love you. Um, this is gonna be a shorter talk because we just said this, but we wanna leave time at the end to kind of process and think about what this means for your life. So we're just gonna give you guys a couple points and then leave some time for you. It's also going to be a shorter talk because last time went for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this is where we're going. Um, we have four main points that we want to go through about family. Um, we're going to talk through one of the major purposes of family and describe that. Uh, talk about how no family is perfect. Uh, and then talk about what a renewed family looks like. And then just moving forward practically, where do we go from here? So. One major purpose of family, you guys can write this down, to give you a picture of what God is like. That's one of the main reasons God created family, created us not just as random individuals roaming the earth, but as humans that exist in a family. Uh, the one of the reasons he did that was because he wanted people to, through their families, have an image or an example of what God is like. So there's a couple uh, passages that I want to go to briefly just to illustrate this. So... Psalm 103, verse 13, says this. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. So God is a compassionate, is like a compassionate father. He's 
he's like, um, you know, like a, like a, when a kid's riding a bike or learning to ride a bike, the, the dad isn't harsh with him or saying, why didn't you get it last time? He's, he's encouraging and compassionate and understands that the kid in his um, smallness and weakness can't learn how to ride the bike really quickly. So that's, that's the way that a father is meant to relate with the child because that's the way that God wants to show us that he relates with us. So to understand this verse, to understand God's compassion, we're meant to have a father figure that showed us compassion um, in a similar way. And then the same idea, we see the same idea in the next verse here. Uh, it says, can a woman, Isaiah 49, 15 says, can a woman forget her nursing child that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. Um, and this is, a, this is a similar passage talking about a mother figure and, and God comparing himself to this mother figure, saying that everyone knows what it's like to have the love and care of a mother, or everyone should know what it's like to have the love and care of a mother figure, and God's comparing himself to that. He's saying, my love is like that, but greater. And the, the purpose of the mother in this case is to demonstrate what God's like. Um, so our earthly families are meant to give us a picture of what God is like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. And second point off of that would be that no family perfectly shows you what God is like. So um, your family's meant to show you what God's like. That's why God made families. But the reality is that no family does this perfectly. Um, even in the verse that Nirmal talked about, it says, you know, as a mother shows compassion, so I show compassion. Or actually, as a father. As a mother, like, is with her, t- with her child. She tenderly nurtures it. Um, this is what I'm like with you, but even these may forget. And so even the Bible, in that verse, you kind of start to see it's supposed to be like this, but it might not be like this. Um, and if you look at the story of the Bible, the Bible is just really full of broken families. So you see the, you see the tension. It's meant to show you what God's like, but it, because of sin, it falls short. Um, so even you think about the story in the garden, Adam and Eve are in a relationship with each other. They walk with God. All is perfect. All is well. And then sin enters the world. And then one of the first stories of family you see is a brother kills his brother. So automatically, sin, inter- sin enters the world and automatically you start to see the breakdown of family. Um, and if, if you look at the kind of overarching narrative in the Bible, um, I mean, you see things, or of families, you see things like murdering family members, like Cain and Abel. Um, You see adultery, you see incest, um, fathers treating their daughters in ways that are extremely abusive. And so you you start with this perfect family, and then you see how because of sin, it just starts to disintegrate. Um, And it's really hard in the Bible to even find a picture of a family that's functioning well. Most of them have extreme dysfunction. Um, But again, if you look at the story, it starts with a perfect family. There's a lot of really broken families. Um, and then Christ shows up. And then Christ starts to say things like, um, who are my mother and who are my brothers? It's those that follow me. And so all of a sudden, Christ starts to redefine what the family is. So he's saying, you might have a broken family. The family was supposed to show you what I'm like, but I'm going to redefine what family means. Um, and then you see what Christ does for us. He welcomes us into his family. He dies on the cross and is cast out of his family so that we can be welcomed into his and then in the very end of the story, when all things are renewed and redeemed in the end, we see Christ is considered our brother, and we're welcomed into his family with, with God as our father. And so if you look at beginning to end, 
Um, it was meant to be perfect. It was meant to show us what God was like. And yet the devastation of sin is throughout. But God steps in and renews what family is supposed to be and broadens it out, not just to include our physical, biological families, but a broader picture of the family of God that we're invited into. Yeah. Um, and... With that, like, I want to, we want to talk about renewed family. What is, what does that look like? So, and uh, talk about this a little bit. Just the idea that, um, it, the, in the most ultimate sense, our renewed family is that we enter into the family of God. God is our Father. Christ is our brother. Um, and that relationship with God is the deepest sense in which we, our family is renewed. Um, but in another sense. Our family is renewed through the believers in our life, through entering into Christian community. So here's a passage, uh, 1 Timothy 5, 1 and 2. Paul's talking to Timothy, and he's talking about how to relate to different people in the church. And he says, Encourage an older man as you would a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, in all purity. So he's saying that every, for every other person in the church, every other life stage, of someone else in the church, there's a way to relate to them in a familial way, not just in an um, impersonal way or an acquaintance way, but in a familial, um, with that familial closeness that comes from being adopted into the same family of God, which is what we've been studying in Ephesians um, these last few weeks. And speaking of Ephesians, uh, this I think this image that we get in Ephesians 4 is a really good picture of what the family of God should look like, that we should be demonstrating to one another. Uh, Paul says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And then he goes on from there. But I just think, I mean, I italicized a portion of this because I think that this is just such a sweet picture of what it means to relate to one another in a familial way and out of love for one another. Uh, and, I mean, a lot of us, I mean, most most families, I, I wouldn't say, exhibit all of these things perfectly. I mean, I, they're, like, humility and gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, these things were modeled for me in some ways in my family, but in a lot of ways they weren't. Um, and I think we could all say that, but we also have the opportunity to love one another in that way and our other brothers, brothers and sisters in Christ have the responsibility to love us in that way. So that's, that's the way that um, our, our family can be redefined even by the people around us. Um, and there's actually one verse that I don't have a slide for, but you guys can just write down this reference. It's 2 Timothy 1, verse 2. So uh, this is Paul speaking to Timothy in uh, 2 Timothy. He says, To Timothy, my beloved child, and... Just to, I just wanted to zoom in on that relationship. Like, Timothy was a, a guy who wanted to make the main aim of his life full-time ministry. And he had a father who was not a Christian. He had a father who was a Greek. And, you know, everything associated with that, paganism. And um, because of that, I can't imagine that they had a, a healthy relationship. Like, here, <coughs> Timothy was, like, he was sold out for the gospel. He was... Um, doing this thing uh, like full bore that his dad had no context for, no understanding for. His dad 
I can only imagine felt ashamed of his son. And then Paul enters the scene and he says, Timothy, my beloved child, not just my coworker, not just my, um, you know, protege, but my beloved child. He, he spiritually adopts him in a sense. And I think that's, that's a good image of what, uh, what we are meant to do as brothers and sisters in Christ for one another is to, in some sense, to fill in the gaps that were there in our family. Um, point and encouragement for you guys is just that with all of these things in mind, um, with the fact that um, your family is meant to show you what God's like, but because of sin, that often isn't, it's not the fullest picture that it could be. And depending on your circumstances, there's all different kinds of stories in here. But in either small or big ways, um, every family has imperfections and doesn't fully live up to showing you what God is like. Um, and so because of those two things being true, and because you have a new identity as a Christian that includes the whole body of Christ as your family, our encouragement to you would be that you should process all of these things, that you should process your family. Um, and I think that something happens as you mature um, as a Christian, and, and what's going on is you're sifting through, okay, my family's meant to show me what God's like, but no family's perfect. So what about my family reflected God? What, what about my family showed me what God was like? And what about my family maybe left gaps in, in my image of God in my family? And the maturing process is you sift through those things and you're able to see, okay, this about my family was such a sweet picture of God and maybe this wasn't demonstrated in my family. And I think the process of maturing um, is to really sift through those things and to be able to move forward saying, um, these are areas of my life where I want God to really show up and show me what he's like um, because I didn't see that play out in my family. Or I want to really see this play out in the body of Christ, in my friendships, because I didn't grow up in a home where I saw these things modeled for me. So one of the sweetest gifts of salvation is that we're adopted into God's family. So your family is a shadow, but being a part of God's family is the true source, if that makes sense. So if we're saying your family is meant to show you what God's like, well, as a believer in Jesus, you're in God's family. So if the shadow fell short, you have the true source, which is just a really comforting thing. Um, and, and we feel really convinced that every issue in your family growing up, big or small, God is prepared to redeem those things, either here on this earth through friendships and through the body of Christ, or ultimately in heaven um, when you're with God face to face and the shadow um, the thing that was whispering at what God was like becomes the source. You see him face to face, um, and, and all things are redeemed. There's a book that, that Nirmal and I read um, this year. Um, it's called Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You, and there's a big, a big push of that book is saying God reparents you. And so all of the ways that um, family might fall short, um, and I mean, there's, again, there's a spectrum. It's like you might have a really great family, or you might have a really broken family. Um, but in all, in all ways, God is a perfect father. And so there's such a gift in being God's child that says all the lack that I've had, whether it be big or small, um, God reparents me. And so because of all of these things, we, would just really, we just really want to set the stage for you guys to start to process and think through these things. Um, and I think that for both of us, we would say a really impactful turn in our walk with God was to really kind of ground ourselves in history okay, we came from somewhere, we came from a family, we came from these backgrounds, and even for us, different cultural backgrounds, and to
to start to think about how that impacts the way we live. And even insecurities and fears stemming out of lack that we had in our family or um, really ways that we enter the world because of sweet things about our family. I think that for us, processing those things has been really important and really, really crucial for our walk with God. And so we just wanted to set the stage for you guys to give you sort of a context for thinking through these things and then give you time to think. Um, and again, this is like, it's not like you're gonna come away from this time and you've thought through everything that's you know, in your family, but we wanted to start the process for you guys. So we're gonna give you some journaling questions and we're gonna give you about 15 minutes um, to think through these and then we have some announcements. Mm -hmm.